Welcome to the unofficial challenge podcast, bitches. Wow. <laughs> I'm Dougie Dimes, joined by Brianna Bananas Hater and A Train, Aaron. How you guys doing? I think I like barnacles better. I think I like barnacles better too. Barnacles was cracked. <laughs> Anyways. We're going to cover the uh, 38 cast for you guys, and it's going to be called Rider Dies, and we're going to quickly go over, you know, some more information that came out about the Challenge USA and the Challenge USA finale from some the of shit the... shit show that was. Yeah. So, Brianna, you want to you wanna get right into it? I mean, <clears throat> they really should have just canceled the whole season and tried again at this point. It's... I don't even know where to start. So didn't even when we ended with like obviously Danny and Sarah winning and you know we were like Sarah didn't quit all this stuff. Um <clears throat> right after while Doug was in the process of like kind of editing and uploading our episode um one of the maybe the first things that I saw that Aaron kind of sent me to was Sarah's story about how she was talking about there was a sign at the night portion. So going back to the night portion where Angela gets DQ'd. Um, I see like I see a lot of people thinking like me in that like if it was that big of a deal, why did nobody tell her? Doesn't make any sense. So Sarah jumps on her Instagram story and says something about a sign. There was a sign there that had the instructions and basically what they had to do is they had to move the dirt from one place and then back. And like when they were done moving it, they would either have to unlock or something about a black bag or some kind of bag or some kind of token or something that they, that the sign said that they'd, they'd need to go into the next day. So she was kind of like, no, I like, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but in a way, no, nobody told Angela that she would be DQ, but technically the sign told her told that, which like, if true, why didn't the producers show that sign, or did they? And did we just where miss it? is the sign? Because in Hashtag my eyes, in my eyes, when I watch it, they look really bad, producers. I mean, like for more than one reason, but like specifically this this topic that we're talking about right, right here with the overnight portion and Angela, like. It's not like Angela was like, hey, I'm going to go sleep for an hour and then I'll be back. And then like she never came back. Like she made it known in the interview. Like I'm going to get last place. I'm going to throw out my back. I'm, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to take the two points and get some rest for the morning. And if it like if that was the case. Which that's what we saw on TV. So like I believe that because that's what we saw when we watched the episode. Why didn't anyone tell her? So supposedly this sign, like if you think that MTV was trying to make her look bad, I feel like they were trying. Why wouldn't they put that sign in the thing, like in the show? You, you all know what I'm saying? Like to be like to, I mean, the perfect shot, pan to her in the tent sleeping, pan to the sign, zoom in on the part that Sarah's talking about is that you need this bag or something to go into the next day. Like, cause then at least as a viewer, we're like, Oh shit, Angela, like you're, you're DQing yourself. Y'all see what I'm saying? I mean, the sign is not like a big deal to me. I feel like, I feel like if you're like, this isn't a fucking game of gotcha. Like <laughs> you didn't read the sign. <laughs> like, if you're a producer, just fucking tell her, like, okay, if like, we understand that, but you're going to be DQ'd if you don't do this. So I think it's fucking bullshit. Also, she was supposed to move, what was it, three-fourths of the amount of dirt two, that everybody else was? Two-thirds. Two-thirds the amount of dirt that everybody else was. That doesn't it make any half? fucking sense. Mm-mm. Why like, was it not half? If she was going to do Great it solo, question. like... If you're an idiot, you would give her half because she's only got one person and the other teams have two. But also, like we were saying uh, after the episode 
on the podcast like if we go back and watch it the guys were obviously doing everything so i feel like she needed to have like one one third or 25 percent like probably one third so like i get there was a sign who gives a shit about the fucking sign like she was saying out loud she's not doing it and production should have been like hey if you're not doing it you're you're out of here bub so the other part that came out too which to me sarah doing this like obviously something more i feel like happened on camera where sarah just really hates angela and like she's going all in because like with that i just felt like that was extra to like try to um what's the word throw oil on the fire or whatever. Like you already won Sarah. Like it's whatever. Let, let people be mad that Angela didn't have a first shot in this. People would be mad for you if you didn't have a first shot in this, whatever. So in an entertainment weekly article. Um, so what I just said came from Sarah's Instagram story. So now what I'm about to talk about is from an entertainment weekly article with Tyson and he mentioned, I'm going kind of out of order, but he mentions for the night portion that only Dom and Sarah finished moving the dirt. Like it was getting so late that production was pretty much like, all right, y'all, we're tired of being out here. We're ready to go to bed. Y'all just go to bed. And then the morning, whoever like was in second place, will get the points, third place, so on and so on. So only Sarah and Dom finished, which good for them. But then like nobody else finish thus getting this black bag or whatever so like that is a mess also um going kind of back early on into the into the final the stage where they had to memorize those numbers i think it's the one right before the night portion they had to memorize those 10 numbers and like get their wheel for the decoder all that good stuff so two things on that on this part that Tyson says. The first thing that needs to be mentioned is they had to memorize the 10 numbers. They had to add them up. I forget what reason they had to do that for, but they had to add them up and then they had to go like decoding, like with their wheel decode and get the words. So this is where Tyson and Angela are paired up. So they, they're the first ones from his account, at least I think, they're the first ones at the part where they have to add up the number. So we don't get to see this on TV, which makes more sense now. So I guess Tyson remembers his part of the numbers. Angela remembers her part of the number. So they add them up. Tyson's trying to tell production, this is the num- this is the sum. Like, this is the number that we got. And production's like, no, that's not correct. So he's like, okay. So he re-adds them, gets the same number. He's like, are you sure this is not correct? And they said, yes. So then he's like, Angela, are you sure you memorize your portion of the numbers? And she's like, yes, I'm sure my numbers are correct. And Tyson's like, I know my numbers are correct. So then again, he's like, if our numbers are correct, this is what the number, like this is what the sum should be. And production tells them, no, they need to go back to memorize their numbers. And um, Tyson like was before he does that, he's like, do we have our numbers correct? Like, can you check and make sure we have our numbers correct? So they read off the numbers and production is like, yeah, you have your numbers correct. So Tyson is like, if our numbers are correct, this is what the sum should be. So finally they're like, oh yeah, you're right. Cause at this point they're freaking out because people are catching up to them. Like from what I hear they have, or from what I understand reading it, they have a lead, you know? And so every minute they're sitting there arguing with the producers that their math is wrong. People are gaining on them. So he says that like, it was obviously their mistake. He had it right the first time because they had the numbers right. And he's like, I wonder how many times is this has happened to somebody because if I wasn't as confident as I was, I would have had to run back thus losing my lead. But I stood my ground. And he's like, I just wonder with this production team how many times somebody has been right but were told that they were wrong and had to go back like messing up their stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I get that. Because it, it looks like, if I remember correctly, they all had 10 different numbers to memorize because then they all had different words. Seems to me like when they do that, where it's like different variations, 
they need one producer per team or whatever with their number to make sure. Like, it doesn't seem like that's what happens. It could be, and they just fucked up. I don't know, but, like... I mean, do they not have a fucking piece of paper with everybody's answers on it? <laughs> that's yeah, what, that's my... Do they not have a key? Happen. This so, shit cannot fucking happen, dude. It's ridiculous. Now, now that that came out, I feel like it makes more sense why it wasn't in the in the air of the TV show. I don't know, because that would be hard to edit out. Because by the time they would have gotten it right, you would have seen probably the frustration on Tyson and even Angela's face. Also, he said that, um, I just feel like progressively, as the stages go on, to be by yourself as a girl is um, gets like increasingly um what's the word i'm looking for you're increasingly at a disadvantage like the first stage i don't think you're at that much of a dis like obviously you're at a disadvantage no matter what if you're by yourself like we address that but like if i had to pick a stage to be by myself i would have picked the first stage or even maybe the second stage but the first stage is probably the best because you you just need to rely on yourself to swim and yourself to do the um the slide puzzle like it's not as big because realistically on the slide puzzle like when Tyson and Dom were paired up on that first stage, I mean, like, Dom pretty much did it, like, because side puzzle is, like, Angela's Achilles heel. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the best stage to be by yourself at. And then, like, the onion, the eating one, like, not as bad. You still have to go and, like, do the math the math puzzle or whatever as you go. But, again, not as bad. Having yourself by yourself to memorize the Tim numbers and, like, decode the word, like, you definitely want someone to help you with that. Like, obviously, you want help on the other stuff, too. But, like... Did nobody that you've seen in their interviews mention her getting, like, half the numbers? Or were they just like, fuck it, you have to memorize all the numbers? I think that she had to memorize all the numbers. My, I might be wrong. My God. So, anyways, going back to the same one that I'm talking about with the numbers and the, slide, the, the wheel, Justine is by herself on this one. So... Other than being by yourself on the night portion, she's at the biggest disadvantage because she has to memorize the numbers and add it, then do the wheel by herself, whatever. There's just lots of parts to it. I guess that's what makes it more versus the first one. There's not as many parts. It's like, okay, you're swimming and then you're doing the slide puzzle. There's not as many parts that could go wrong. Um, so apparently by the time Justine gets there, obviously this is nothing against Justine, Obviously, she's in last place because she doesn't have anybody helping her memorize the numbers. Whoever would be in her shoes would probably be in last place for the girls because they don't have anyone to help memorize the numbers. Whereas, like, Tyson memorized his portion, Angela memorized her portion, you know what I'm saying? So, by the time she gets there, I guess to do adding the numbers or whatever... They realize, and watching back or watching a clip of it back, I see it. I didn't see it to begin with, but I see it then... She forgets her wheel that she needs for the decoder. So instead of making, because at this point she's already in last place, and this is what Tyson says too, instead of making her run back to go get the wheel, they just tell her that she's timed out and so that they can move on to the next portion of the finals. So already, if you want to argue, I guess, like for Angela or Justine, like, no, Justine didn't forget the wheel on purpose. Like, I don't believe that at all. Like, it was an accident, but producers seemed to change the rule for her to be like, okay, we're just going to time you out. Or who knows? Because also, Tyson was saying when he was asking to see the rules, they were like, oh, it's in our head. Like, there was no, like, it felt like there was no written concrete rules. It was just, like, changing as they go along. Versus, like, it seems like Angela, other than what everyone else got to time out, like, by then... She's by herself. Like, her back would have been absolutely thrown out. Like, it, very, very not fair. So, already okay. we're seeing, like, the rules being able to change per what producers want. Okay. I mean, just let me say real quick. It seems, like, obviously this is speculation because I wasn't fucking there. Yes. But it seems like there's, like, animosity between competitors and production and since production has you know pretty much all the power they're like it seems like they're being like i don't know like out to get them does that make sense yes you think they were biased in the in the final i'm not saying they were like maybe they were maybe they weren't i don't know but it feels like production's kind of like power tripping despite the fact that they don't know what the fuck they're doing obviously 
So I don't know. Does that like mean- when you when you think about it as a whole, like I'm I'm supporting Doug's claim for a second. When you think about it as a whole, like the math part, if the if that would have been the only thing that they messed up on and like had told them the wrong answer or whatever, like that would be one thing because like people make mistakes. It's obviously like a costly mistake when you're in the finals, whatever. But like from from the shows that these people are coming from, like Survivor, Big Brother, like. The rules and stuff are very clear. There's not a lot of like, I'm not saying there's not any mistakes, but like when there is a mistake made, like it seems like more people like from the production team as a whole seems to care versus here. Like he was saying like they're on a power trip where they're just going to be like, okay. In their heads, it's like, yeah, we made a mistake, whatever. We're in charge. And like, you're not, you know what I'm saying? If we say you're time, if we say you can time out, you can time out. If we say you can't time out, you can't time out. Yes. Versus it feels like in the other shows that some of these people came from, the rules are more clear cut. They know it going in versus like it's, it seems to be changing. Like even even when you think about like the how what we're going to get back to the finale in just a second, but just how like teams were picked to go first, like out of a hat. Like that's not I mean, I guess it's like a clear cut rule, but like Why? Like, this just doesn't make sense. But, you mean in the daily challenges? Yeah, sorry, the daily challenges. Whatever. So... Has this... This kind of leads us happened? into the final... I was trying to talk. Oh, sorry. Can you not hear me? She can't hear you, apparently. Anyways, go ahead, Erin. Um, has this ever happened on the, like, regular show? Like, regular challenge MTV? Where, like it feels like the rules have been changing the whole time or like the seasons I've watched, I feel like there hasn't been too big of issues. Like I know I just watched final reckoning and Doug formed me in on the Johnny bananas, Natalie controversy in the elimination, but like that was just a fuck up of production, like elimination. Has there ever been a situation where the competitors feel like the rules have been different for different people? All-Stars, uh, not rules for different people. There was a big fuck-up on All-Stars 2, I think. Yeah, they've, they've fucked up before, but this is different. Mm-hmm. Like, there was some shit going on on this set where, like, pro- somebody on production is... I'm not trying to say everybody on production, but obviously somebody is stealing people's shit. They don't know what the fuck's going on. I feel like Tyson's been on so many been on Survivor so many times and he's like he's like in the scene you know what I'm saying so like when he sees this shit going on he's able to like call it out better if that makes sense yeah and like he said like in Survivor if something goes wrong like there's multiple people trying to fix the situation like and this is different. This is not shade to TJ, but he says that, like, he he mentioned in the article, like, Jeff will stop everything. And he's very invested in figuring out what's going on and making it right. And Je- Jeff's also an executive exactly. producer of so, Survivor. So this isn't, like, this isn't shade to TJ. I don't feel like he was necessarily throwing shade to TJ because uh, on this show, TJ really is just the host. He's not an, he's not a producer. Like, he, you know, he it's a job for him. He likes it. And you know, he connects with the players and he gets to go and this is a fun job, but like his stake is not on the line. Like already when we're talking about it and all the fuck ups, like we're not like, this is TJ's fault. You're telling me it's not really TJ's final. No. So like he doesn't actually text the people clues on their T-Mobile sidekick too. Maybe. (laughs) So he, you know, He's saying, like, it's just, it's very, it seems, and this makes more sense now at the beginning of the season, how I was saying that, like, I thought that he got hurt or something because he, like, before the season came out, like, after it was announced, but before it came out, he was, remember, I was talking about how he said, like, the production team value of Survivor is just way better than the challenge, and I was speculating, like, did he get hurt or something? Were they negligent? Because they definitely have been in the past. This makes more sense now because in the Entertainment Weekly, he's like, it just doesn't seem like people are invested in fixing their mistakes. It, it goes back to what Doug was saying. He didn't say this, but like it goes back to what Doug was saying that like they're on a like a power trip or something like. I don't know, so. Yeah, it's probably because literally everybody on this season is from a different show, which 
they haven't had in the past. Like usually they've been farmed out of MTV and only in like the recent years, some people have been coming out of Big Brother Survivor. Love Island, shit like that. So what I'm trying to say is like these people on season or the challenge USA like are all from different shows. So they like they all they know isn't just MTV the challenge. So they're like mm-hmm. I don't know if that I don't know if what I'm saying makes fucking sense. Yes. They're not they're not as used to how production on MTV does it than their own shows versus the people on MTV. This just something like especially like Johnny Bananas has just come accustomed to or like ct or something so i also this season could just be like extra fucked up anomaly yeah i doubt that because i mean we've seen like the last five seasons of the challenge and they are questionable except for all stars three which is all right but so going into the second part of the finale this is when They have to hike up the 10-mile mountain. There's checkpoints along the way, all that good stuff. So, obviously, something that's addressed in the article is, like, you know, I'm paraphrasing the question here, but, like, why did you quit, you know? So, we see them do that first puzzle, the hexagon-looking puzzle, which everyone seems to do pretty fast. And they move on to Sudoku. So, except for Sarah. Except for Sarah. So Sudoku, we were talking about this on the uh, podcast episode on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever it came out. Because you know, I know we filmed it late, so it might not come out till Thursday. Morning. I was right, and I got bullied by Aaron and Brianna yes. into doubting myself. So this is a formal apology. Aaron, so, I'm, re- I'm ready for my apology. Well, what were you right about? What did I bully you for? Like, this Sudoku is too fucking hard if you don't know how to do Sudoku. Even if you have instructions, I feel, this Sudoku is too hard. Like, Uh pretty much, if you're not slow as fuck, like, running, and you know how to do Sudoku, you win the final, in my opinion. So... Well, if if the other people don't know how to do Sudoku, a.k.a. Tyson. So I thought for sure they would have said the rules. Like it was, you know, you can't have the same number in the box, row, or column, whatever. Well, and we went back because <clears throat> Doug and I went back and solved Tyson's Sudoku puzzle. We also noticed they were all different. So, yeah, we went, we went back and solved his puzzle. And I missed it the first time, I guess. But on the sign, all it says is finish the pattern. So if, like, you don't know the rules of Sudoku, like... Like Doug said, you're at a significant disadvantage. So I'm not necessarily trying to take away from Danny because, like, that was a skill that he had. And, like, I mean, we see it throughout the challenge no matter what. Like, somebody's always at a disadvantage from either, like, strength, their brain, whatever. But for them not to even have... You could always be at a disadvantage like Josh. Yeah. Um, For them not to even have, like, the rule... like. I'm an elementary school teacher and I, in my class, expose her in my class, we do like an option of Sudoku. I used to a couple years ago, have it on my wall. It was like interactive and like from the rule, this is where I kind of disagree with you here, Doug, a little bit. I put the rule up there. It's like the can't have this, this and this. And I've had kids come in, never playing, never knowing how to play Sudoku, but like they figure it out from the rules. So like, like I, I agree. You can figure it out. Just like you're still at a disadvantage if you don't know, though, because you don't know the strategies. If you've done like 10 Sudokus. You're going to be way faster than yeah. just figuring out the rules because you like know the the processes are becoming second nature to figuring out what goes. But that's not the production's fault. Like it's production's fault for putting Sudoku on this motherfucker. What what if they did a slide puzzle and Tyson had run a slide puzzle before? But slide puzzles are like, I feel like it's different. What's I just I I disagree. I think for two reasons. One, as an adult, you should know how to do Sudoku. Like you've been exposed to it plenty of times. You like who doesn't know? You know what I'm saying? Like 
who doesn't know the general gist of Sudoku? I feel like it's more people than you think. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel I, I feel like this is in the same vein of like, if you can't fucking swim, don't be on the challenge. If you can't figure out a simple like puzzle, like Sudoku is common. You can't figure it out. Don't be on the challenge. Like, if you can't do a crossword and if it was a fucking crossword puzzle, don't be on the challenge. Like these things, you got to be able to know. You got to be able to figure these things out. Like it's not production's fault that Tyson just refused to do Sudoku his entire life and, and refused to to even attempt to know anything about Sudoku. Is it production's fault that they didn't put the fucking rules for Sudoku? I mean, I probably would have, I probably would say that you should have the rules up there, but like, I don't know. You, I just feel, I, I find it hard to feel bad for somebody for not knowing what the fuck Sudoku is. Like that is a, that's a game that has been around forever that like, you got to try to not know what Sudoku is. You know, it's everywhere. I don't think I agree with you. What do you think, Brianna? I think they should have had the rules. Like, I think like I think that. Like a slide puzzle or a tangram or whatever the fuck is like. Intuitive, like, obviously, if you practice them, you'll probably be faster, but. Like, if you've never done it before, you can probably, like, boom, boom, boom. This is, like, different, where it's a game with, like, specific rules where if you've never done it before, it's going to be very difficult. So, like, I'm sure, I can't think of it right now, but I'm sure you could think of a game that I haven't done. If I was on the show, I'd be fucked. Like... I don't think everybody on planet Earth has done Sudoku. No, but I think if you are going to go on the challenge, you have to be aware that there are going to be puzzles and you have to at least know what the most how, common puzzles are. How do you? Well, but there, there's thousands of like things like this, and I don't I don't know what, what you, you think. You're trying have? to tell me Sudoku isn't like a top five most common puzzle out there. What do you think, Brianna? Okay, I'm going to wrap this up so we can there's move on. There's a reason that Danny had is... a whole book. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's a reason somebody gave him that because even people who don't do the shit know that like Sudoku is a possibility. And, and I just like if you don't, I just want to know how this is any different than like if you can't fucking spell a word that you've never spelled before and you get it in trivia. That's not fair. Is that's as done as fair as this is? Like. Okay, Some but you, people, see, you see, if you go outside, you see words every day. Or inside, okay. or on, How is it on the internet. Then, like, if, if on trivia, you got a, a challenged question about a challenge that somebody was on. Like, they got, they got a question about a challenge they were on, as opposed to somebody who was never on that challenge. Like, obviously, they're going to, they're going to be more prepped to know the answer. That's just how life is. Like, if you don't go, if you go on the challenge and you don't, try to learn challenge history, then you're a dumbass. But Sudoku, yeah. you could argue Sudoku has been on challenge history. Oh! Okay, here's what I'm going to say so we can move on, because this, this argument really doesn't play into what I'm trying to talk about. They should have had the rules for Sudoku. Sudoku has been on the past, whatever. If you've never done it before, whatever. What I was saying is, as long as you have the rules and you have a brain, you're going to be able to figure it out. If my elementary students can figure it out from just rules and do it, Tyson and whatever should have been. However, he didn't get the opportunity to know the rules because all they said was finish the pattern. I'm sure once somebody else got up there, they told him the rules. Now, it cost him the win because he was the first one there. And Danny Danny was the second person there, right? I don't know. I get Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, I think so. Like, I'm sure one of the other contestants told him the rules. It's just like it was too late at that point. And then, yeah. Also... We didn't mention that we solved it and we came to the conclusion that if you've done Sudoku before, it's going to take you about 20 to 30 minutes. If you don't fuck up and obviously not counting in, you know, you just ran seven miles and it's fucking cold as shit and it's raining. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah I, think I, it's I, I can see. I can see how it would take you. 
over an hour if you've never done it before. Okay, so moving on a little bit. I, I don't want to necessarily throw that assumption that, like, somebody told him the rules. Like, from what we see, no rules are, t- are shown. So if that is the case, whatever, or even if the rule, maybe he didn't understand it, whatever, it got to the point where, like, this is not something where you can move a couple pieces and, like, guess and check. It's not anything like that. Like, Yeah, this was, like, can, a, this was like a medium Sudoku. Yeah, so... It basically got to the point where, like, from his interview that he said was, like, he was not going to, like, if all it said was finish the pattern, like, he didn't know, he couldn't figure it out. So, production, he said that production pretty much told them, you either need to solve it to move on or quit. So, like. That's the problem, because if other people were allowed to time out of things. Well, hold on, I haven't got to that part. Oh, like, previously in the finals? Yeah, like, if, if, if you have, have you set this precedent of timing out as a possibility? then every one of these challenges should have a time limit. Exactly. So he also says, so remember, we watched this, and by the time Sarah gets to the Sudoku, nobody else is there because everybody else has quit. This is, I'm only speaking for Tyson. Like, I don't know if Dom didn't know how to do Sudoku or Kayla or whatever. I think Kayla said on the show she knew how to do it. Maybe the elements and the lack of sleep was playing into it. I'm not really sure. But by the time Sarah gets there, Nobody else is there. So in her head, she's like, I mean, I'm going to finish it because I want my money, but my bank account, but she doesn't realize that they've all quit. Well, Tyson and the, and the thing said that something they didn't show was that like, it looks like from what it seems like to me, this is an assumption, but from what it seems like to me, after everybody quit, Sarah was still on that first puzzle. So they producers let her time out of that first puzzle is what he said. So she didn't actually finish that puzzle. They let her time out. Then she got to go to Sudoku. And I'm just saying this, this is an assumption, but this is what I'm just saying this. We never get to see Sarah's finished Sudoku board. All we get to see is like, she's there, her interview talking. She says that she does it, gets to move on. She is crossing the finish line thinking everybody else has finished. Like, this is a conspiracy theory, okay? So I'm not saying this happened, but this conspiracy. is a conspiracy theory. So who's to say they let her time out of the first puzzle? So was timing out an option on the first puzzle, or did that just happen because everyone quit? I don't know. <laughs> they who's needed to somebody say, to win. <laughs> exactly. Who's to say she didn't get to just throw numbers out? I mean, like, I'm not saying she just put them random places. Like, maybe she did try, and maybe who knows if she was right or not because we didn't get to see her board. In that, like, producers were just like, yeah, you got it, and, like, let her go, and she got to finish. Like, I don't think it's very fair that they couldn't time out of the Sudoku puzzle, but then they let Sarah time out. Like, if anything, it should be reversed. It should be, you shouldn't get to time out of that first puzzle, but an option to time out of the second puzzle. Or make it consistent across the board. Either they can time out or they can't. And they need to know that beforehand. There needs to be a sign saying if you... That's how it's been in the past challenges. Finals, it's like you have 30 minutes to complete this. And if you don't do it, then you time out. Like, it needs to be like what Tyson was saying. It needs to be clear-cut rules. Not, we're just going to change it as we go. That's not fair. That's the main part I want to talk about. Not if Sudoku should have been there or not. Whatever. I don't really know. This is why I don't produce the show. I'm just I'm just an audience member with opinions. All right. Let's move it on to the Ride or Dies season 38 cast. Sorry, one more thing. Sorry, one more thing before we wrap up. Also, if anybody can tweet us or let us know about the money situation, I thought we were being told that they were splitting 500000 but Danny only won 245000 so that doesn't make sense to me. Anyways, we can go ahead and move on. Yeah, so let's move on to the 38 cast. The last thing I'm going to say is uh, props to Danny. You did great. And props to Sarah for not quitting. And fuck you, production. So. So the challenge 38, Ride or Dies, is the season um, theme. It will premiere October 12th. Um, on MTV, I'm guessing at seven or eight, one of those time slots, not very sure. So this is going to be filmed in Argentina. I I don't know. It's probably going to be nine Eastern, eight eight Central. Yeah. So I don't know. um, Hopefully an hour and a half. 
Hopefully. Or two hours. That's what it's been. Two, an hour and a half is what it's been, the time slot. So, oh, sorry. Okay, so they're filming in Argentina, as from what I hear. I don't know if that's where they film the finale or not, because they've been doing... Well, no, lately they haven't been doing location changes with COVID, so I don't know, but they got to do it with USA. I'm not really sure. And they are playing for... I don't know. I've heard $1 million. I don't know if that's a share of $1 million, but lately they've been doing like $1 million. And sometimes if even if you finish second, third, or fourth doesn't win, and then the Spies, Lies, and Allies, they gave the winners the option to give them a share of the money, but it was completely up to them. $1 million. Yes. So we'll go ahead and get started with the pair. So Amber we- and Chauncey. Okay. So Amber... Sorry. <laughs> so we have a the variety article pulled up. So we're just gonna go in the or if you also want to pull it up and go with through it with us. Um, this is the article we have pulled up that has their picture. So we're just gonna go in the order that is listed. It doesn't look like there's a particular order of how it's listed. So just FYI, if you're wanting to pause us and pull it up as we go through it um, to see their cast photos, I'm the one that likes to see their cast photos. Um, we're on the variety article. All right. Team one, Amber and Chauncey. So Amber is a vet. She got introduced on Double Agents where she won, came back for Spies, Lies, and Allies, lost, got screwed over by the Big Brother Alliance, and um, Chauncey is her boyfriend. He is a Divisional Two athlete. I don't think he's been on any reality TV show, but it'll be nice to see Amber actually. Hopefully Chauncey has her back because this Big Brother Alliance has not had her back. So we wish Amber the best. Um, this this team is definitely going to be a physical problem. Yeah, do we know what he did in college, Divisional 2? It's got to be football. Probably this football. Is he, okay. I don't, I didn't I know don't if he was know, swimming or something like yeah. that. If he's good at math to cover Amber's weakness, they're oh, going to yeah. be a problem. Yeah, they're going to be... accounting. They could, they could easily yeah. be like a Sarah and Bananas pair where they cover each other's, like they both like they both bring strength to the table, but or they, they can cover al- each other's weaknesses. And they could also be a team that neither of them are good, or, good at math yeah. and they just have a, that one weakness. Mm-hmm. Or they get purged at the end or something. I, I can't remember if Amber is good at puzzles or not. I know she's not good at math. Yeah. All right. Team, next team up. Uh... Nom DQ Vo and Emmy Russ. So as we know, Nom has been getting pretty unlucky. Motherfucker blew out his back. And then I think he got COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully they can do something this season. Um, I don't know anything about Emmy. Brianna will let us know. So from what I have seen, she has been, these are just the shows that they say that she's been on a lot of reality TV shows. Um, Maybe in the UK, I'm guessing, um, because I've never heard of these shows here. Um, One being Beauty and the Nerd. Not really sure what that show's about. (laughs) And And then Secret Story, which somebody says that is kind of like Big Brother here. Again, it has to be a UK or um, not an American show because I have not. I mean, not that I've heard of every American reality TV show, but. I mean, I know Nam's from the UK, so I'm guessing she's from the UK. And I don't actually know how they know each other. So we can get into this later. But like, I think this was a production put together team because they wanted Nam back and they also want an Emmy because she's been on a lot of reality TV. And so maybe they've met each other once or twice, but I like. From the stuff that I've been seeing where it's like we talk about Amber and Chauncey, they're like boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, I'm guessing they are acquaintances or we could call them friends. But like, I don't think they're as much of a ride or die team as other people. Do you think? I mean, what's the is there any chance she can be worse than Lolo? Let's just go ahead and say no, because Lolo is dog shit. I, I don't know because I haven't seen her, so I'm not willing to make that statement yet. Oh, I, I'm willing to make it. Okay. Team three. Jesus Christ. Devin, fuck big brother, follow bananas around for five hours, Walker, and Tori Deal. So no. I feel like there's, there's not a lot <laughs> we need to say on this, although when I saw this pair, it's like, it's kind of laughable because... Just in the last season of Spies, Lies, and Allies before the finale, like, 
Tori and Devin got into it because Tori was trying to help Emmanuel and the elimination gets Devin. So again, this to me is a production put together team. Um, I'm not convinced that everybody got to pick their own partners. Um, We talked about like off the pod, Aaron was like, maybe they had to pick from a list. I don't know, but I'm thinking if they told Tori and Devin, like, you get to pick your own, your partner. They are not calling each other. Like they got other people in front of that list. Let's be real. But let's hear, let's hear Aaron's thoughts on Devin and Tori. He isn't. Go ahead. I fucking hate Devin and I love Tori. So I'm mad that they have to be together. I, I feel that. Like, I, I just don't want Tori to get fucked over by Devin being a psychopath. It's like when John got stuck with that crazy lady who screwed him over and at the end of that one season. Anyways, next team four, we got <laughs> what? That was a joke. Okay. We got team four. Definitely not mid Fessy and Mariah Judea. So Fessy and Mariah are friends. Um, from what I see or my research, she has not been in, on any reality TV shows. She hangs out with a lot of people that have been on reality TV, obviously, like some people in this group. But she is an influencer and a model, and they are coming in as friends. So um, I'm sure if they do lose, Fessy's just going to blame it on her because Fessy can't take any accountability because he's mid. Um, but <laughs> God damn. She lo- I mean... She looks like she might be good just from looking at her. So I hope she is. And I'm sorry she got stuck with Fessy. And you know, you're good when you got the crop top on. Godspeed. All right. We got Big Laurel and Jack Maddox. So this pair is coming in as friends. Um, Jack was on a spinoff show. X on the Beach, Peak of Love, which Laurel was also on. And I guess there they became friends and just stayed friends. So, um, yeah, they're coming in as friends. And that's really all I know about Jack. I didn't watch that that show. I watched the first season of X on the Beach, and then I didn't watch the second, and then I didn't watch Peak of, Peak of Love or whatever. So, I mean. He kind of looks like he could play not Heath Ledger's Joker, but the other guy. Mm. Yes. I can't like think seven. of his name. So, Jared or Aaron, help me. Jared Leto. Yes. Jared Leto. So wait, go back real quick. So hopefully Jax is good because Laurel does have a competitive side. And if Jax is sucking, I feel like their friendship might create a tear. Kind of same as like Fessy where like Please Laurel is, is better than Fessy, but hopefully he's good and they go far. I'd like to see Laurel make it to another finale or final, but... I want him to implode because I don't like Laurel. Yeah. So. Because so yeah. she's mean to people. AKA Big Easy. And Kara. Okay. Or I guess AKA literally doesn't make sense. I don't know why I said AKA, but. Yeah. So we got Kayla smash bear while she has a boyfriend on national television bird and her husband, Sam Bird. Hey, Sam, there's some red flags, bro, just to let you know if you're listening to this. <laughs> like, I hope it, it might be time to pull the plug. Anyways. So <laughs> Kayla's coming off of All Stars 3, where she finished pretty well. Um, and Sam is her now husband. I don't know if they were husbands come or if they were husband and wife coming on the show or if they got married afterwards. But in real time right now, that is her husband. They're married. Um, so. They're coming on as like a couple. Sam was on, where is it? I believe Sam was on Love Island UK. And X on the Beach, Peak of Love also. So he probably will know Jax and Laurel. Um, So yeah, they're coming on as a couple. And I guess we'll see what they can do. It's not going to be much. All right. We got Turbo, everybody who quit the Challenge USA final is a pussy chicken, as well as Jordan and Tamara Alfaro. So Turbo, we haven't seen since War of the Worlds 2, so this is going to be his third season. And from what I have been seeing, Tamara, or Tamira, or I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. That's got to be Tamara. They are dating and she is a professional dancer and influencer. So 
they're coming on as like another couple pair. What time about dance are we talking here? Like a stripper or like I an act, just, like a it, professional it says, dancer? From what I saw, it just said profession, professional dancer. So like two, to me, that two ways to go with that. Either way is fine. I just I'm just wondering. Okay. Hopefully both. All both right. Is cool. Next team, we got Nelson, Mitter, then Fessy and Corey Thomas and Narice. Narice Mateo is how you say her name. She is from Are You the One? I don't know if it was from the same season or not, but she is from Are You the One? Her and Nelson dated, and so they are exes, but they are exes that stayed friends. That's that's a Nelson move right there. So that's something Nelson would do for sure. They are more coming on as friends, and um, I've seen a lot of people talking about wanting Narice on. And so I, a lot of people are excited. I didn't watch her Are You The One season. I also didn't watch Nelson's Are You The One season. But um, I'm pretty sure she, you know, her arrival has been anticipated by fans that watched her season. And so hopefully she can bring Fessy up to her, or not Fessy, bring Nelson up to her level. Who knows? All right. Aaron, cover your ears. You haven't seen this season that I'm about to drop. Here it comes. We have Jay, the CT Slayer, Starrett. Also, Jay, the Get Smashed by Rogan, Starrett. And Michelle Fitzgerald. So. Michelle, I was on the worst season of the challenge besides the Challenge USA, Fitzgerald. Yes. Um, so Jay came on his. He came on his rookie year in Total Madness, did pretty well, then came back for Double Agents. Until he got smashed. Right. Came back in Double Agents and um, obviously didn't win that one. So this is his third season. Michelle was on last season of Spies, Lies, and Allies. And so Michelle and Jay know each other through the Survivor. They were both on Survivor, but not on the same season of Survivor. Um, So they're coming in as friends. And... Um, this is a pair I'm going to be rooting for because I like Jay and I like Michelle. And so I hope that they can, I hope that they can go far and hopefully with these rookie pairs, they don't, they don't go for them first because last season it felt like they went for survivor first. And so I want to see survivor make it a little bit farther. So yeah, that's Jay and Michelle. All right, next team, Horatio CSI Miami Gutierrez and Olivia, I can't think of a nickname for you, Kayser. Um, So this is a rookie, rookie pair. We have not seen them on our reality TV shows, at least. So Olivia is the winner of Love Island. I believe she's winner of some Love Island season. Horatio was on a reality TV show, but I can't pronounce the name because it's in Spanish and I just don't even want to butcher it. But oh, he also what, what's it called? I'll, I'll let it rip. I didn't write it down because I heard it. And, no. Yeah. So he's also an athlete. So from what I heard, he does this like these challenges, challenges like for fun. So he might be pretty good at this, but they they're coming on as friends. Um, so they, you know, they could either be a strong rookie, rookie pairing or one that goes out first. I'm not really sure. I'm not going to be able to pronounce it. Oh, interesting. Exhaustion, United States five. Interesting. That's the best I can do. Sorry. Anyone who speaks Spanish, I apologize. I can barely speak English, so. All right, next team. Kim, I have a girl's first name, Tranka. Kind of has a girl's <laughs> last name, too. And Colleen Schneider. So it's our first girl-girl pair. I'm just fucking with you. Kim is a guy. And, uh, you know, take it away, Brianna. You got the, you got the docs. They are both from Germany. Um, I think Colleen is from a show called The Mole, Germany. Oh, my God. I've never watched it before. And Kim is from a show called Prince Charming Germany. It's kind of like a Bachelor-esque show. Kim has the best hair on the season for sure. And it looks like they are coming in as, I'm assuming as friends. I don't think they're dating. Um, 
And so that would mean, I mean, if they're both from Germany, I'm assuming they're coming in as friends. So we don't, I don't know a lot about this couple, but um, I like Colleen's picture. All right. We have Johnny. My name sounds athletic Middlebrooks and Raven Rochelle. This team looks like athletes to me. So Johnny is from Love Island, USA, and he's also on um, that the one. NFL? No, he's also on that one reality College TV football? show on D1? Paramount Plus, like All Star Shore or something like that. And uh, Raven is, from what I just saw, is a model influencer. Maybe they're not person. athletes, guys. <laughs> and I'm assuming they're friends. It didn't say that they were dating, so I'm assuming they're friends. All right, next team, Tommy Brocco and Annalise Talavera. Tommy's looking possibly a little small. This is, it's just the picture, though. He looks possibly a little short. So he's going to have to, you know, work with his disadvantages. Uh, also, he could be huge, and it's an optical illusion. So for some reason, I don't have them in my notes. We might need to come back to them. I miss them, I guess, when I... All right, so Brianna has failed her job. Not a big deal. (laughs) Honest mistake. See see what we can get on him here. Uh, He's from Big Brother 21. Sorry. She she just had it in a different place on her notes. Got a little confusing, but... This this man's from Big Brother Twenty One and Annalise what is, is also from Big Brother. I found it. Sorry, I had him out of order. That's why and they're both from Big Brother Twenty One, and they're coming in as friends. So they were. I, this is a Big Brother season I didn't watch. I think I started at Big Brother Twenty Two, so it was the season before that. Um, so yes, they were both on the USA version. I think of Big Brother Twenty One, and they were very close in that season. And I didn't see that they were dating, so they are coming in as friends, is what I'm assuming. All right, we got the goat, bananas, and Nani. I don't, do we really have to say anything about the only the big banana and Nani? The only thing I would say is again, like I'm not thinking they t- they called bananas and was like, hey, we're gonna do a season of Ride or Dies, and same for Nani, where they were like, we're gonna do a season of Ride or Dies. Well, it's, it's already out there that Nani was not his first pick. Somebody else from. An older season of the his challenge? original his original season of the real world Janelle who Janelle. was also on the challenge yes so anyways you got bananas and Nani who it's looks it's sacked. bananas I mean, it's bananas and Nani Nani's made it to the past two finals and she was pretty close on total madness and Johnny is coming up like he's coming back from his win well, he took are a couple you hyping up off. Nani right now I'm just dating facts I don't. Anyways. All right. Next up, we have Jordan beat Josh in a rope thing that requires two hands when he only has one wisely. And Anissa. (laughs) So I don't want to give too much away from what I saw, but apparently Jordan was not Anissa's first partner she had another partner that she was bringing on i don't have a lot of information about him his name was his name is james not was but his name is james and i think he was just a friend of hers and something happened where he had to go home i don't know if he got covid or i'm not really sure um and so jordan is brought on as like a replacement for her but they're they're not even mentioning james and they're just sticking with jordan and um anisa so i'm wondering if that happened early on to where they just halted filming and then brought Jordan out and just spun it as they were the original partners of Ride or Die. So this is an odd pairing to me because I don't see them as Ride or Dies, but I guess because Anissa and Tori are best friends, like maybe Jordan and her became friends when they were together. I, this is a mess to me. I don't, I don't really know, but that's the pair we have. So next. All right, next team, all geriatric team should be on All Stars. We got Daryl and Veronica. <laughs> now that you mentioned that, their cast. Sorry, photo. sorry, sorry. Uh, Daryl, Daryl, not Daryl. Daryl. Not to disrespect, uh, challenge legend Daryl. Sorry about that, my man. So we got. You did get cooked by Corey in elimination, though. I'm sorry. We got Daryl and Veronica who. 
um, were coming off, they're coming off of All Stars 3. Their cast photos are actually, they're All Stars 3 photos, which is so weird. Um, but they were on road rules to get, well, I don't know if they were together or they were just both on road rules. I can't remember, but they have done many challenges together. And so do I believe they're necessarily a ride or die team? More than others, um, I think they are. They did stay friends. So this is more of a ride or die team to me than some other people. But um, yeah, Veronica was actually doing pretty well compared to what her competition, I guess, on All Stars 3 before she got injured and had to go home. And Jarrell left kind of sadly um, from an elimination. But I'm kind <laughs> of excited to see. I always loved, I always love when Jarrell is on a challenge season. So um I'm excited for it. Darrell is fucking hilarious. Yes. All right. Last team. Casey and her brother, Kenny. Not to be confused with permaband Kenny. So Kenny has never been on a reality TV show. This is a sibling pair. And. Yeah, he from what I see, he's just kind of like a motivational speaker. He's a new father. So. This is probably one of the most ride-or-die pairs coming in as siblings, so we'll see how, um, you know, Casey's done pretty well in her challenge career, so we'll see how they fare. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have on that. All right, let's make some predictions. Aaron, you go first. First team to be eliminated. Uh, probably one of the rookie teams. That's just how it goes. Oh, you, you gotta pick one. Unfortunately, I don't remember them. Like, yeah, I don't know what. Go. go down. I think the first team that will be eliminated will be Kim and Colleen, unfortunately. Or Johnny or Raven. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with I definitely Fessy think it's going to be Doug a rookie. says he's bad. Okay. No, I mean, Brianna I'm, says he's bad. I'm a Fessy hater, but he's not getting first eliminated. Let's be F real. Fessy's out first. Calling it now. Okay, bold statement. Aaron, I put the link in the chat if you want to. I have it up. If I just, you want to actually pick somebody. It doesn't say who's rookies and who's not, so I don't know half these people. So I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, if Aaron gone. hasn't seen all the seasons, so. <laughs> so um, I can look. I look at some of them, and I don't know if they've been on other seasons or not. Well, teams 13, 12, 11, and 10 are the all-rookie teams. Tommy, it is. I'm actually I'm sticking with Fessy. Fessy's my pick to go home first. Okay. All right. My pick to go home first is gonna be. Fuck. I think I have to pick Kim and Colleen. Sorry, guys. Y'all are just gonna be targeted. That's just how it is. Yeah, I think it's not. It's not like for me. I'm not picking them because anything personal. I think it's just because they're both coming from Germany, where they are not gonna have as many connections. I think they're gonna get thrown in first. And I mean, they could come out and win the first challenge. I don't know. I'm just saying, if they don't win the first challenge, I think they're definitely going into elimination first because they don't have as many connections as other people. Like even some of the other rookie rookie teams like the people that were on Big Brother 21, like they still have ties to other people that were on Big Brother. So that's why I think they're going to go home. It's nothing like personal against their like athletic ability. It's just, I don't think they have as many people that have their back thus. And they've never done a challenge like show. So that would be, that's my rationale. All right. First team with a vet on it to be eliminated. Brianna, you <laughs> oh wait, Aaron, Aaron already said Fessy, so Brianna, you're up. Um, I don't think it's gonna be Casey. Don't think it's gonna be. Don't think it's gonna be Jarrell. Um, I could, I could see it being either Kayla or go down. I could see it being Kayla or Jay and Michelle. Unfortunately, I know they're a vet vet team, but. That Survivor is just not very connected for some reason. So I could see it being either of those teams. I'm, yeah, I could see it being either of those teams. All right. I'm going to pick Nam and Emmy. Oh. Just because this is the most unlucky motherfucker alive. I see that too. I see also, that too. Also, Nam is also from Germany. So, you know, they might get like subconsciously discriminated against just because they're, they're not, you know, they don't know them as well. I'm going to, yeah. I think it's going to be either Kayla or Nam. 
All right. Let's pick let's pick the winners. Aaron. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to have to go with Tori and Devin. That's my winning pick. Tori's just good. Um and Devin, it, while I hate him, I think he's probably fine enough to make this team decent. I mean, so that's my official pick. Is this like you're only as good as your strongest as your, you know, girl theory here? No, my theory is kind of just that besides Laurel, Tori might be the best girl that I am aware of on this season. I mean, some of these girls I don't know, so they might be better. But what you said is accurate. Okay. And then I just feel like like I just don't like Devin, but I also think he's fine competitively. Like he is smart and he is decently athletic, so bad runner. Or not bad, but you know, not as good as everybody else. Well, we'll see if they even have to run the final. Could be yeah, production. Could be a. running's swimming out. only. <laughs> running's out. But yeah, that's All my right. pick. I, then we'll see. Well, I can't pick against the big banana, so he does have Nani on his team, who is not the best. But we'll see. Brianna. Um, if I'm not picking bananas and Nani, my other thought would be Jordan and Nisa. However. I don't see that with Anissa, unfortunately. Nothing personal, but it is what it is. I think if I'm not picking Johnny uh, Johnny and Nani, because Doug's already picked it, I could see Amber M and Chauncey. I, I really could. If if they, you know, if Chauncey is good at math and they like they seem like a very strong pair to me. Amber has final experience. She I mean They're my dark horse team. Yeah, she has she has a lot going for her. So like, I just don't definitely don't want to count that. I could, you know, I could see that. So. All right. First major fight of the season is between which two competitors. Oh, uh, I'm coming off a of final reckoning. So my mind is just immediately to Devin and bananas. I don't know if they're still beefing or not, but they were. Let's, here's beefing my on that season. Oh, Okay, first of all, I think a lot of people are going to go going against Bananas. He doesn't have his normal crew. And then, um, like, not physical fight. Oh, okay, here are some of the potential fights. Turbo and Jordan, because of how they ended on War of the Worlds 2. You cannot copy my walk. And then I see, not fight fight, but argument, Tori and Jordan, because this is probably the first time they've seen each other since the... Sorry to spoil it for you, Aaron. The broken off engagement. I knew that they weren't engaged anymore. Kayla's a sleeper pick for this one. Uh, Kayla and anybody? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Tori. That could happen. Anything else you guys want to predict? Um, not not off the top of my head. I'm glad, I'm hoping, I'm praying and I'm hoping that it seems like this is not going to be a spy's kind of season because I'm over it. My prediction is that we will hear bananas talk about how it's everybody against bananas every episode this season. It's probably going to be does. everybody against bananas every yes. episode this season. I guarantee he's going to say that every fucking episode. None of these people, a, none of these people are on team bananas, bro. Who's that rookie rookie pair you see could do really well if you had to pick? I'm liking the look of big middle brooks in Raven. Okay. Aaron? I mean, his last name just sounds like he's excellent. Hey, I'm always a fan of a guy with some good hair. So give me Kim and Colleen. I'm going to go just based off what I read. I'm going to go with Horatio and Olivia. Just because I think like from what I saw or heard or read, he has experience with doing these like daily challenges, like where they're kind of crazy. So I could see them going really doing really well and going pretty far. All right. Last, last one. And then we'll sign it out. First person to either get sent home for hitting someone or sent home for medical. Nom. Nom has to have some good luck. I hope he does, but it wouldn't surprise me if he gets screwed over somehow. Um, 
Aaron? I think this is the season that Johnny Bananas finally snaps and punches somebody. Uh, understandable. Probably Devin. <laughs> Probably Devin. <laughs> um, my vote to DQ probably medical not hitting anybody would be veronica like she's gonna like fall diagonal onto some shit over water and fucking backbuster and pull a tony <laughs> or a leroy so you know that that's that's it um that's it for this one i think um just to let you guys know i think i'm gonna push rivals four to um you'll be listening to this on monday i'm gonna push it to the next monday um on Wednesday after you're listening to this we'll have the untold history of the challenge recap slash discussion um last week's episode was obviously the challenge USA episode so listen to that if you haven't already and we're gonna get the fuck out of here thanks for listening bye oh yeah follow us on twitter at unoffchalpod and uh don't take care hope to see you never Especially Enzo. Yeah, fuck you, Enzo. Fuck you.